Welcome to the Happy Mindset, where we use the power of language and storytelling to help you find your voice. Today's episode is episode number four. So thanks for joining us today, Skylar. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dennis. More than welcome. So I just want to jump in with what is the Early Risers movement all about? So the Early Risers movement is something I started about two years ago um, because I had like a drastic, drastic shift in my own mindset and my own personality and my own really path of life. Um, so when I was growing up, I had the fixed mindset. Um, I was, you know, going with the flow, trying to fit in, trying to do what was, uh, quote, right for society. Um, and I had my wake up call the summer after I graduated college. So I started, you know, I wanted to enjoy my last few months as a free man before I started my full-time job. So I started sleeping in late, um, or yeah, sleeping in late, going to bed later, sleeping in later. And through that, I built these really destructive habits where I was, you know, whenever I set my alarm, I would hit snooze five or six times. Whenever I would have no alarm, I would sleep until 10, 11, 12. Um, and I wanted to be more disciplined and I wanted to build better habits, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, it was just a lack of motivation, lack of energy. Like there was a lot that was going into it, but I just really couldn't, um, just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like I, I remember reaching out to a friend and he was a super motivated kid waking up at like 5am to go to the gym and, you know, wasn't doing anything during the day. So it was just pure will. Um, or so I thought, and he gave me a really great answer of how he was able to do it, but like, it didn't affect me at all. Like it didn't change who I was. Um, and through like the next couple months through starting my full-time job through, uh, pushing myself to kind of work out in the morning. Like it was kind of this long, long process of trying to wake up early failing. Um, but seeing the benefit of waking up early and going to the gym before I went into my full-time job, mm -hmm. um, throughout this process, like I, you know, I had a million different revelations and I basically started to build that growth mindset. And I started to carve out a solid morning routine in my life that allowed me to set myself up for the rest of the day and to be more empowered with my mindset and with, um, all the goals that I had set. So ended up leaving that corporate job, um, started, you know, my entrepreneurship journey. And from there, yeah, just like seeing the power of, what I've done and how it's affected my life has just become a passion of mine and sharing with other people. So what's the, um, the fixed mindset and growth mindset? Can, can you give an insight into what does living with a fixed mindset look like? Cause I, I was the same way and I didn't know I had a fixed mindset. So if you could just expand a little bit on that. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing for me. Like I didn't know either. Um, but for me, it was just, you know, I wanted to fit in. I saw these areas of my life where I wasn't happy and I was trying to change them, but like I didn't have the full understanding that the brain can literally be changed. I'm not going to be the same person who I am right now in two years. And if there's an area of my life where I'm, up, where I'm unhappy, like the information is out there of how I can change and how I can improve. Um, and like, I wish I could tell you it was like one moment where everything switched, where it was like, okay, I'm a fixed mindset. Now I'm a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. But it was just this journey of, you know, seeing changes in my life, seeing what things were doing for me and how they were improving my life. And then um, one of the key things too, was just like consuming outside information from people with those growth mindsets. Okay. So what other things started shifting in your life when you started developing the habit of morning routines and routines in general? So I think the first big thing for me was just um, outlook on life. 
And, you know, it wasn't just because I was waking up early. It was what I was doing with my mornings. But, um, you know, just like how my brain focused, um, what I was focusing on, like what I was looking at, the outlook I had. Um, Like I mentioned before, like I was more of a I need to fit in. I had severe social anxiety. Like I did not want people to judge me. I didn't want people to even see like my true self deep down. Mm. Um, And yeah, it was just kind of at that point, like seeing the slow shift of building more confidence and um, seeing kind of the power I had within me and my ability to stand out and how that was a gift and not a curse. Um, Just, yeah, that was, that was the big transition for me. So you mentioned too about you failed a few times, like when you were creating the habits, like it was a process there. What sort of, what did that look like? Like the many failures you had and how did you keep going when you were, were failing? Yeah. Um, so I've been blessed over my life to have some pretty good grit um, ever since I was younger. And I don't know where it came from, um, but I remember like some different experiences, like uh, my friend who was a wrestler and I wasn't at the point would, we would be at his house and he would be like beating me up, like wrestling me, like kicking my butt. And I would just push through it and I wouldn't tap out. And I remember him saying like, wow, dude, like you really, you don't give up. And that kind of stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it came to waking up early, the the things I struggled with was the idea that I wasn't a morning person. And so I would wake up and like, I was in the habit from years and years of just rolling over, pressing snooze, going back to bed. Um, and then getting in the mindset of, okay, I'm tired. It's early. I'm tired. It's early. And so like when I made that decision, like I want to start going to the gym in the morning, um, I had done it before I had done it in high school with a buddy for probably about a, a year, maybe a couple months. I can't really remember. Um, and I'd done it in college too, my senior year, but both of those times I had had workout buddies with me. So it was that accountability that held me to that standard. Mm. So when I got in this situation where, you know, it was just me, like I was the only one going to the gym when I woke up, that was the first thing my mind went to. Like, it's just me. I'm not really, you know, I don't have to do anything. It's, I'm not letting anyone down. Um, or so I thought when I go back to bed and I can just go to the gym after work and I'll have time. Um, so it took like a lot of times of just like, I would wake up, I would press snooze multiple times, maybe like two or three days a week. I would get up successfully after doing that. And then the other few, I would convince myself like, okay, I can go back to bed. It's fine. Like I, I don't have, you know, I, I made this commitment with, with myself, but if I don't follow through, it's not going to affect me in any way. Um, so those were the two big ones. Like snooze was like one of the biggest challenges that I've had in my life, um, like overcoming that. Cause once I made that a goal to stop hitting snooze, like it, it took a long time. It took about six months. Um, and the same thing with waking up early, like just having that commitment of, okay, when I say I'm going to get up early, like I'm going to do it. Um, and of course there's a lot that goes into it, like how much sleep I was getting, how my sleep quality was like all that stuff. But yeah, changing that and going through that and like really not giving up throughout that process and saying like, this is something I'm going to accomplish mm. was ultimately what would allow me to, to stick with it. Cause if I had done that for, you know, five months and tried and then been like, well, I guess like, I'm just not, I'm not a morning person. I'll never be one. Then I don't know where I'd be right now. So, so like during that process, how did you know when something wasn't working and you shifted to a different thing to get you up? Cause I'm presuming you went through different things you tried until you got to what worked. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of research. It was like research online. Cause obviously people have done this stuff before. Um, but it was also kind of just like learning different 
tactics of self growth and applying that to waking up early. Um, so just like an example, um, one of the things I did was I would set my alarm across the room. So I'd have to get up and get out of bed. And that's obviously a recommendation that a lot of people will give. Um, but then there's other things like learning about how habits work and how you can, you know, we get in this pattern of something happens and then we respond to it and we build a habit through that. Mm-hmm. So if we get in this pattern and we interrupt that pattern, which was something I learned through one of the books I read, um, then you can change the habit. And so for me, like thinking about that and it was like, okay, every morning my alarm goes off and then I want to press snooze and I want to get up. So like, what if I changed my alarm? Like, what if the sound I'm used to hearing when I wake up is different when I wake up Mm -hmm. than that, you know, that interrupts my patterns and then I can, you know, change my, my thought process, change my mindset and then get up. Um, Were you aware of the power of habits and, and patterns before you went through this? Not really, to be honest. Um, I read, I read the book called The Power of Habit, actually, by Charles Duhigg, and that changed everything for me because it, like it was less of an idea of, oh, we just do these things and we got to try really hard to stop doing them. And it switched that, once again, to more of a growth mindset. Like There are tools and techniques that you can use to, to change this. Mm-hmm. What did you pick up from that book? Does he talk in that book? Was it like, uh, I think in that book, I started realizing it on a brain level how how powerful habits are because there was something to do with some oh, I can't even remember it was so while ago I read it there was somebody that had amnesia and he could still remember it because it was drilled into him or something like that yeah I so I read it too it was like probably over a year now um but I do remember that like this guy had a part of his brain that he had no no short-term memory or possibly long-term memory Um, and so like, he did not remember who he was. He couldn't remember like anything, but he had this habit ingrained of like, he somehow knew how to get back to his house. Like he disappeared one day and then he came back and everyone was like, how did you know to come back here? Mm. And he was like, I don't don't know. Like he had no idea what they were talking about, but yeah, because he had that habit of, you know, finding his way back home or whatever that was like it, it allowed him even though he had no memory, like he couldn't deal with that. Like he was still able to find his way home. Mm. How did you start? So you went through that process yourself and how did you start? When did you start the early rises movement? When did you start realizing that it wasn't just you, this could help that you could actually help other people as well? So it was kind of a transition. Um, It was like a weird process for me. So I started off before all that stuff with early risers um, because it's morphed like a lot over these past two years. And what it was, was when I was a, uh, when I was in high school, waking up early to go to the gym. And when I was in college, waking up early, I would see the same people there every day. And to me, that was really cool. Like I, I felt proud, like I'm always tired, but I can get up early and go to the gym while everyone's still sleeping. Like that's pretty cool. Um, so I had this awesome idea and anyone can take this if they want, but to create a clothing line basically marketed towards morning people and a gym clothing line, um, Cause you know, if you, if you have that status symbol of, okay, I wake up early and I go to the gym, let me wear it so I can, I can just be proud. Um, and so that was that, but then through like trying to build an audience, trying to build customers before we, cause I was doing it with a friend at, a, at the time, um, before we launched the clothing brand, um, through building that through, through building an audience, that's when I started to find out more about mornings. Um, find out more about morning routines, find out more about habits, uh, growth mindset, all that stuff. And so through that process, it, it morphed. Like it was like, wait, like 
I don't have like clothing line, maybe not the best idea, a lot of inventory, a lot of clothing lines out there. I don't know much about business. So it, it, it switched. And there was like a lot of other ideas in between there. Um, but this is ultimately the one that ended up on like just mindset in general and understanding how what you do in the morning and what you do every day affects who you become. So how do you help people? So you're, you're a mindset coach. Like what is a mindset coach and how do you help people? So, all right. So the mindset coach term is something I settled on. Um, I was really going back and forth because my message, so my message is like, we can wake up early and we can change our lives. Mm. Plain and simple. Like if you have a morning routine, you start your day on a better note, that snowballs to the rest of your day. Every day you do that, you have weeks of good stuff, months of good stuff. Um, and so through that, when, when I started, um, I just lost my, my train of thought really bad. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the question again? The mindset coach, mindset coach. Mindset coach yeah. yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. So, so out of like all the things that waking up early can do for you, I decided to land on the mindset because that's the biggest change I saw in my life. Um, going from someone who is socially anxious, not confident, uh, going with the flow, fixed mindset to where I am now. Um, to me, that was the biggest way to frame it. It was like, if you can improve and literally transform your life this much, it starts with the mind because you can wake up early and you can, you know, be on your phone scrolling through social media for four hours, but that's not doing anything for you. Um, so with mindset coach, basically what it is, is it's creating the habits and routines and taking the action. So like, I think a lot of people, when they hear mindset coach, they think it's just kind of like digging into the mind and that's it. But something I like to do is like focus on the taking action part and through the taking action, the mindset comes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like for me with the mindset, it is about framing things when you're going through the action. So you're actually making progress and you're not getting, because I, I feel when people haven't got the mindset right, that you get bogged into the first failure and you stop and you start and you stop and you never have that grit and resilience and way of looking at things. So yeah, I resonate with that. The, exactly. So actually, you touched on a good point there. So it, it's not just about getting up early. It's actually what you're doing in the morning. So what's that, what type of stuff do you do in the morning to set you up for the day ahead? Yeah, so um, I love my morning routine. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the day. Um, there's a lot that goes into morning routines. Like you can do a lot. But the main two things I'd recommend for people are spark your mind in some way and spark your body in some way. So whether that's, you know, five minutes of jumping jacks or going to the gym for two hours and then for the mind, whether it's, you know, meditating for 10 minutes or focusing with gratitude on the things you're thankful for. Um, but for me, so I, I wake up and I immediately drink a glass of water, rehydrate because that really gives you like a boost of energy, which if you are at the time, quote, not a morning person, that'll help. Um, and then when you go through that, then I come upstairs and I do a gratitude exercise so three things I'm grateful for. And then I have like a couple questions I start my day with that is part of um, Brendan Burchard's high performance planner. Mm -hmm. And when I go through that, then I have a goal list that I read through and it's just kind of like a reminder, again, sparking my mind, getting me excited for today, getting me excited for the future. Um, then I make my bed a huge, huge advocate for making your bed because it's like a small win and it kind of affects the mind in a really, really strong way. If you, if you take the time to make your bed the right way, um, it's like a small accomplishment. It's a great thing. And there was a cool speech I saw out there by a guy named Admiral William McRaven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a commencement speech and he talks about the power of making your bed and he has a book, which um, basically is what I learned all this from. And then after that, I'll do like a quick prayer and then I'll move into a meditation. And then after that, I'll move into my movement. And like I said, like it could be just getting the blood flowing, doing some stretching mobility, or it could be going to the gym and lifting weights or running or like whatever it is, just getting my body moving and the blood flowing. So do you have any recommendations on how to build in habits? Because you probably didn't start off with all that habits in the morning, probably compounded. So how, how somebody who isn't a person who's been practicing this, how would you recommend them to start building up habits effectively? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked. Cause I know most people like they do the comparison game and they see a morning routine like that and they're like, Oh, that sounds awesome. And then they throw themselves into it, which is not sustainable. Um, but one thing at a time, start really slow, realize like the big picture. Like I know people want things now, but it comes back to that delayed gratification, like put in the work now, slow and steady, build that momentum, build those, like that feeling of success. And, you know, even if it takes a year, that's still such a small portion of your life. And if for the rest of your life, you can live that way, like it's, it's super, super beneficial. Um, so like in terms of actual first steps, I'd say start at night because how, you know, how you, how you sleep, how you you end your day affects how you start the next day. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say the first thing you could do and probably the biggest I'd recommend is have some sort of night, nighttime routine. The biggest recommendation for me is get off your phone about, you know, 30 to 90 minutes before bed. If you're looking at your phone right now, up until the point you fall asleep, start with 10 minutes and start small. Um, but getting off that is for a couple different reasons. Number one, it stops the mind. Like I know when we're looking at our phones up until the point we go to bed, the mind just, it keeps going. Um, but like for me, I've, I've always been a heavy sleeper. Like I love sleep. So I am able to do that. Like I can look at my phone to the last moment and then fall asleep. But there's a, a blue light that's emitted from all electronic screens that basically it tells your brain and your body that it's still daytime out. And so it messes with your hormones. Um, so there's this hormone that helps you sleep called melatonin. And when you look at your phone screen every hour that you look at it before bed, it suppresses your melatonin for, I believe, 30 minutes. Um, And so you can fall asleep, but you're not going into that deep, repairful sleep. So again, if you get off your phone, you have some time to allow your hormones to adjust for sleep. You fall asleep, you have a better night's sleep, you have more energy in the morning, and you can perform at a higher level with with whatever you want to create in the morning. Sounds good. How about Mm -hmm. the... So you talked there about 10 minutes of meditation or 10 minutes of whatever... I found in myself and then from observing other people as well that 10 minutes sounds really small. But like in your own life, how did you see that? What sort of benefits were you seeing by just like doing 10 minutes of meditation a day for a month? Or what was your practice? Because that's how I started with meditation. It was like 10 minutes a day for a month. It wasn't necessarily that I do that for forever, but it was like I benefited from that month just to see the craziness that's going on in my mind if I'm not conscious of it. So It's crazy, like, man. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I've been doing this for like a year and a half. And just like last month, I bumped up to 15 minutes, sometimes 20, um, but usually 15. So like I've been doing 10 for a year and a half and the benefits are crazy. Like if you think about just momentum in general and building up 10 minutes every single day, like that adds up. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, like the, the things I've seen is I'm number one, I'm more present. Like my mind's not all over the place. I'm not always thinking about the past, always thinking about the future. Um, but number two, like 
there's a space and we talked about this in, uh, in our pot or my podcast episode, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the space between an event and how you react, like I used to be that person, like something would happen and then immediately it'd be reaction, anxiousness, anger, whatever that was. Um, but meditation has allowed me to create that space in between. So instead of immediately reacting, it's, it's going back to like what you talk about, like asking questions and how can I respond to this? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's made me more peaceful. It's made me more confident. It's, it's made me like, or allowed me to be more present in conversation. So I'm not always thinking about like, what do I look like? What am I doing wrong? Like I can just be present in the moment. Um, but yeah, it's had some major awesome effects or major awesome benefits on my life. Would you say consistency is the key? Like when it comes to language learning, even well for me, I'd recommend somebody spend 10 minutes a day, every day, then two hours, once or twice a week. What's your, 100%. what's your, yeah. 100%. Um, there's, there's a certain, just, it's just an amazing feeling when you start to build that feeling of success. Um, it's not even about like, for me, like, obviously the momentum is a huge, huge part, but when you are consistent, like when you do something on a consistent basis and you follow through with that commitment, Mm -hmm. it gives you the satisfaction and it gives you this, this really, it is a feeling of success. And when you can notice that feeling and focus on that feeling, then you can kind of level up the game and, and do a little more. Um, and yeah, it really like you build momentum and it's so, so different from, you know, doing, like you said, like doing two hours twice a week rather than 10 minutes every day. Mm. So you mentioned about keeping your commitments. How have you seen that play out in your own life when you weren't keeping your commitments versus when you started keeping your commitments to yourself? Yeah, it's you, you, you build confidence definitely when you start um, because you begin to trust yourself more and you believe in yourself. It's like, okay, if I set out to do this, like I have the ability to do this. Like I can actually do this, whether I'm nervous, whether I'm scared, whether I don't feel like it, whether I don't think I have the willpower. Like if I say I'm going to do something and I follow through with my commitments, you, you trust yourself, you believe in yourself. Like you, you start to love yourself more. Um, and in no way am, am I perfect? Like, I don't want to get that across. Like I, I've absolutely like, I'll make a commitment at times and not follow through or, or fall short or something. But like the majority of the time, if you are, consistently setting these high standards for yourself and you never follow through. Like I was doing at the beginning, like I'm going to wake up at 5am and then snooze till six or go back to bed till seven. Um, yeah, it's not a good feeling. Like you start to question your self-worth a little bit. You start to think, okay, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I can't do this. But when you do build that, when you, when you follow through with your commitments and you build that momentum again, like confidence, like you believe in yourself. Um, and it's just a really, really effective way to, to change your self-image and to change the way you act in certain situations. The other thing I was curious about is when we break the habit, so when the habit isn't going, I see the tendency for people to just quit because they, they don't want to, it doesn't really, for me as well, it didn't even occur when I started to begin with habits that I could just start again without like quitting. So how do you, what's your advice around when you break the pattern inevitably and getting back into it? Again. So, so you're saying that when we, when we want to break a habit and then we kind of fall back on it or when we're in like a good habit, but like we miss a day here or there and mm. the time that could be demotivating for somebody and they just give up entirely altogether. That's happened to me in the past. Happens to me every now and again when maybe I'm not, mightn't be a priority, but how do you help people with 
that when that does happen, when they do break maybe a, a consistency streak of maybe a month or two months, and then that happens. Yeah. So pick yourself back up. Um, there's like a difference between, you know, when you set out to do something, like, of course you should, you should commit with perfection. You shouldn't expect to fail. But when you, when you do, or if you do, like you need to not be hard on yourself. You need to just take a step back and ask, okay, why did this happen? Why did I fall off? And then, you know, take the necessary steps. So that probably doesn't happen again. So like if, if you're trying to, you know, eat healthier and you end up driving to McDonald's and getting like a fast food meal, like ask yourself, okay, why, what, what spurred this? Like it happened. I can't change that. I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to really be down on myself, do that negative self-talk, but like, how can I prevent this from happening again? Like what steps can I take? Cool. The other thing I was curious about is that when did you start noticing that your social anxiety was linked to your changes here in habits and behaviors and mindsets? So it was, so it's funny. So when, when I was going through it, I had no idea what was going on. I don't know if it was self-denial or just unawareness, but like I was having this anxiety in social situations and I wasn't sure why I was like, why is this happening to me? Like I'm nervous, but how does that lead to this? Um, but then when it started to slowly go away and when I started to work on myself, I started to realize like, okay, this came from an idea of like who I am deep down isn't good enough. Like, like I was truly terrified to, um, to be myself around people and to allow people to possibly not like who I was. Cause that was like the most painful idea in my life. Like if I put myself out there, like vulnerability, like being my true self and people, make fun of me people don't like me people are mean like that's so pain or that was such a painful idea to me um but then when I kind of like started to build that confidence started to build all this and I looked back at it it was it was like okay like it's not as uncomfortable for me to be myself now in certain situations and once again not perfect not where I want to be but I'm okay with who I am I'm proud of who I am and that ability to put myself out there and be okay if someone doesn't like me is it's freeing and it was something that like once i noticed it it was like i latched onto it it was like okay what else can i do to build my self-confidence because this is this is truly amazing mm-hmm. cool that's, that's cool man i think that's a common one for, for me as well it's the same thing it's like when you're really being yourself there is that fear of like what if people don't like the real me but like you said it's freeing when you realize that some people like you some people won't and it's like it's not the be all and end all of everything so definitely cool yeah that's it's been a great conversation how would these guys uh find you online yeah um so i'm pretty active on facebook right now i have a facebook group or you can just add me uh skylar deem spelling is definitely not what you think it is so double check before you spell it out um and then i'm pretty active on instagram too at early risers movement and if you shoot me a DM, say hello. I love connecting with people on there. So, or on Facebook, um, just love connecting with people in general. So, hit me up if if you like what you heard and if you want to connect. And and yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for your time today, Tyler. Telling us a bit about your life and how habits and mindset and asking different questions has helped you to become the person you are today and what you're doing in the world. So, thanks for taking the time out. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, this was awesome, man. Thank you. Cheers. So, until next time, have fun and enjoy the process.